Good morning, and thank you for tuning into Fire Shut Up My Bones. Uh, let's turn to Nehemiah chapter 8, and we'll begin reading in verse number 1. And all the people gathered themselves together as one man into the street that was before the water gate. And they spake unto Ezra the scribe to bring the book of the law of Moses, which the Lord had commanded to Israel. And, and Ezra the priest brought the law before the congregation, both men and women, and all that could hear with understanding upon the first day of the seventh month. He And he read therein before the street that was before the water gate from the morning until midnight, midday, before the men and women and those that could understand. And the ears of all the people were attentive unto the book of the law. And Ezra was described, uh, and Ezra described stood upon the pulpit of wood, which they had made for the purpose. And beside him stood uh, Mattathia and Shema and Aniah and Rijah. And Hilkiah and Messiah, and on the right hand and on the left hand, Pediah and Mishael and Mashiah and Hashum and Hashbadana, Zechariah and Meshulam and Ezra opened the book in the sight of all the people, for he was above all the people. And when he had opened it, and all the people stood up, and Ezra blessed the Lord and the great God. Amen. And all the people answered, Amen, Amen, with lifting up their hands, and they bowed their heads and worshiped the Lord with their faces to the ground. Wow. Also, Joshua and Bani and Sherebiah, Sher Jamin, Akub, Shabbatai, Hodijah, Messiah, Kelita, and Azariah, Josabad, Hanan, Peliah, and the Levites caused the people to understand the law and the people stood in their place so they read in the book in the law of god distinctively and gave the sense and caused them to understand their reading let's pray heavenly father thank you for this day uh please teach us in jesus name we pray amen growing up growing up i'm so used to good old-fashioned preaching you say what's that good old-fashioned preaching is preaching exactly how they did it from the word of God. I'm used to a preacher that loves the Lord standing behind the pulpit. In this case, they were standing on top of this wooden pulpit. But standing behind the pulpit on an altar, opening the actual words of God. Reading it to the people and teaching to the people. Preaching to the people. Sadly, in 2022, with all the sodomite homosexuals pushing their agenda, especially in my state, down to toddlers in maryland to toddlers with all the, the the nasty rap music nasty rock music nasty country music and all the nastiness that's on just your average youtube commercial your average television show it's all filthiness it's all nasty they praise sin they praise divorce they praise fornication they praise homosexuality they praise by the way i'm here to tell you you know i'm sick and tired of preachers saying that all sins are the same sin homosexuality is an abomination to god god blew an entire city up for an example to us people will say there is no such thing as a, a greater sin all sins are the sin look sins put jesus on the cross if you don't get saved your sins will take you to hell that is true but there are sins greater than other sins that's why jesus said that caiaphas committed the greater sin that's in the bible you might not agree with me but it's in the bible 
homosexuality is disgusting. And I'm, and I mentioned all of that to tell you that in 2022, while sin is being praised, we don't have time to go into a church house and goof off. We don't have time to go into the church house and we just have a concert up there and, and have a man and his family or right out into the the the, uh, the place with their guitars and stuff and singing all day long and nobody opens up the word of God and preaches from it. That is paramount. Why? Because of the person who wrote the Bible. That's God, the creator of the universe. I don't think we should skip preaching for just a fellowship gathering. There's so many churches doing that. I was appalled at this church that had a cookout, I think it was 4th of July instead of, or whatever holiday it was, uh, on a Sunday night. And it's like, we're just going to meet at five o'clock and have hot dogs and no preaching. It's that This is not the time to let up. The devil is after us full-blown He's after little kids. He doesn't discriminate and say, let me wait until that kid is 20 years old and then I'll attack him. The devil's attacking children as young as kindergarten age. And we do not have time to fool around in church and avoid preaching the word of God. Church is not a concert. Church is not a nightclub. Church is not a social gathering. Doing it the biblical way is what helps. I want to preach a sermon entitled, Keep It Like It Is. How they did it in, in the Bible was they, they open the scripture. They preach the scripture. They apply the scripture to their life. What is scripture? Scripture is the... Do you get what I'm saying? I, I, I cannot articulate any better than this. When you look at the words on the pages of this book. You're not just reading any other book. This is the actual words of the God who made every single thing on the planet. Every autumn, every iota was made by God. And for the mere fact that he took the time to write us this letter just blows my mind. When I read this, oh my goodness, I can't, I will never, I don't think as long as I, if I live, God help me to never, ever, ever get bored of his word and over the fact that God actually preserved his words in the English language for me. And in your case, whoever's listening, perhaps God preserved the expired text from Amoraic, Greek, and Hebrew in your language. You ought to thank God for that. But anyway, I want to keep, preach a sermon. Keep it like it is. When we enter into the church house, we must hear something from the word of God. What God says is paramount. I want you to notice with me the gathering. It says in verse 2, In Ezra the priest brought the law before the congregation, both men and women. There is no discrimination here. Men and women should be in church. Men and women should be in church. And all that could hear with understanding upon the first day of the seventh month. You say, what if they can't hear? Thank God for saying language. What if they have a mental problem? God already saved them. You might as well keep them home and don't feel sorry for them. Oh, they should be in church. You bring them home. You bring all these mad people and you distract the people that want to listen. You see, that sounds mean. Don't give the devil any ammunition to halt the cause of Christ. God will not throw someone that is retarded Mentally ill in hell, uh, uh, born with mental illness and is not of understanding. God is not that type of God. They're not accountable for their sin. They don't even know what that is. They, they, they're going to heaven. Okay? So, you know, it makes no sense you bring a bunch of people that can't understand and they're, and they're out of their minds. All right? And all that could hear with understanding upon the first day of the seventh month. And you read therein before the street. By the way, uh, let me pause. Verse 
number one of Nehemiah 8. And, and all the people gathered themselves together as one man into the street that was before the water gate. And they spake unto Ezra the scribe, bring the book of the law of Moses. Did you know that I feel like in 2022 that we brethren, we beloved, whoever is listening to this, I think we've actually come to a point that when we go on vacation and we go to a church that says they're independent, fundamental Baptist church, we just want to ask the pastor to preach the word of God. What I'm trying to say is I, I went into a church. They weren't preaching the word of God. They had a concert, left that one, went to another church. It was a Christmas play. I, I was upset. You mean to tell me in 2022 now that you and I, beloved, we have to ask preachers to preach? That is sad. Let's move on. Number one, the gathering. When men and women of understanding attended. Okay. Uh, 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 th th that's the audience. They, they were attentive. Verse number three. And, and, and those that could understand. And the ears of all the people were attentive unto. Now look at this. The book of the law. Okay. What, what Moses was inspired to write. It's a beautiful book. Beautiful books, I should say. Uh, man, I love Genesis, but they're attentive. When we come to the church house, we shouldn't be fooling around looking at everybody else uh, on our phones. And, and when, when the preacher gets up there to preach, those things have to be put away. We got to listen. Why is that? Because he's preaching from the words of who? God. That's important. And we got to give attention to it. You ought not to be laughing around, goofing off when the Bible is being read. When that man who's filled with the Holy Spirit, reads that Bible, we need to listen. Let me tell you, when, when, when my preacher gets up there to preach, I put my stuff away. It's time to listen. It's time to get in the zone. It's game time. It's war time. It's concentration time. It's focus time. Why? Because God is talking. The source of his message was God's word. Verse 5, and Ezra opened the book in the sight of all the people. There's something sweet seeing the man of God get up there and say, turn to your Bibles. I like how Fugit says, open your Bibles too. I, I, I just love it. It's a, it's a beautiful to me. The reverence for the word of God. We ought to respect this book. This is not a comic book. I love comic books, amen. This is not a novel. This is not a history book. This is penned supernaturally by God himself. All scripture is profitable. All scripture, all scripture. All scripture is given by inspiration of God. What does that mean? It means God breathed. I'm reading out of 2 Timothy 3.16. Uh, all scripture is given by inspiration of God. God breathed. God supernaturally dictated the pen of his writers. It, 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 it's amazing. And is profitable for doctrine, for teaching, for proof uh, and correction, for instruction in all righteousness. Uh, let me read 17. Uh that the man of God may be perfect, thoroughly furnished, and unto all good works. All scripture that we can say plenary. That means from Genesis to Revelation. Plenary means all. Everything that we see in this book was given by God himself. That's why we got to pay attention to it. The thankful prayer for God's word. Look at verse 6. And Ezra blessed the Lord, the great God. That means they read the scripture and then they prayed, Lord, they said, Lord, thank you for your word. Oh, thank God. And, and Ezra, bless the Lord, the great God. And all the people answered him. Amen. Amen. That means to be in agreement with lifting up their hands. They lift up their hands, guys, and they bowed their heads. 
and worshiped the Lord with all their faces to the ground. They prayed before the preaching. They prayed by their faces to the ground, spent time with God. I'm used to that type of preaching, that type of ceremony, that type of atmosphere right there. This is why this passage is so dear to me. Uh, they prayed. That's verse 6. I just mentioned that. They put a high distinction on the words of God. You say, how do you know that? Verse 8. So they read in the book, in the law of God, distinctly. You know what that means? That means there's no other book like this book. There's no other book like this book. The comic book doesn't trump this book. The history book doesn't trump this book. Uh, Bill Gates books or these success books, these coach books, these life books. It doesn't have anything on the word of God. Those books are written by men. There's books written uh, by unsaved men, degradable men, disgusted men. But I'm here to tell you, oh, oh God, thank you for this, that this book is pure. This book is infallible. God himself wrote this book and whoever follows it will have no issues in their in their life. And if they do have an issue, they can get through it with the words of God. What I'm saying is whoever follows this book fully will never regret it. It doesn't matter what state they're in. It doesn't matter what situation they're in. It doesn't matter if they're poor, they're rich, or in jail. This book satisfies the longing soul. Oh, early will I seek thee. Oh, I would have fainted have I not seen the glory of God. This book is a supernatural, sustaining, blessed book. It's distinct. It's like no other. And when the preacher or anyone is reading from this book, all attention must be paid attention to the words of God. So they read in the book in the law of God distinctively. All right. So it's no. It's not. It's not like any other book. No talking. No babies crying in the church. That's why I really, really thank God for nurseries. Um, uh. uh the, the expar expository preaching, that's the last point. They explained it. I love what Brother Thomas says. We ought not to um, read a verse and not try to explain the meaning of it. Words have meaning distinctively. You can look that up in a dictionary. Uh, and gave the sense. When you see the word gave there, it means they expounded the meaning. That's what it's talking about. Well, there's a lot of great expository preachers out there. Pastor Creed Jr. is a wonderful expository preacher. Oh, I love when Tom... Tom, uh, Tom Fenwick, you, you, you'll hear him on the podcast a lot, how he breaks down the aisle. Man, I love that. I'm telling you, I'm not trying to, you, you know, that's the act of God. It's not just Tom's ability. He's relying on the Lord. And I know what the Bible says, you know, let another man praise thee. Well, I'm praising God for Tom, amen. But when he breaks down the verses by the hand of God, I'm so motivated, man, because I'm like, man, what a God we serve. Uh, let me tell you, when, when I hear Tom preach, I never leave the sermon saying, man, Tom can talk. Tom, Tom has an eloquence. I always leave like, man, praise God for his Bible. Because God works in the man of God. Whatever preacher it is. Fugate. Oh, I love Fugate's preaching. Right? But that's not Fugate. That's God working through Pastor Fugate. Amen? But they explain it. They explain the word of God. They don't just throw out a bunch of verses. It's kind of like um, what Ron Comfort was saying. Dr. Ron Comfort said the same thing. Don't just spit out a bunch of verses and move on. Explain the meaning. Um, and gave the sense and caused them to understand the reading. I like what the eunuch said to Philip. You know, how can I understand unless I have a man to show me? Okay, it's important. Now, what do we get out of all this? Don't change a thing. This is how church is supposed to be. You don't need to bring people into church with a rock concert, rap concert, with food. Although those things at times help. Not the rock and the music. 
You know, I'm, I'm talking food helps bring people in. That that, that stuff is out of, out of hell, man. You ought not, any, any, any pastor that has a rock concert in his church, he, he, that's a dumb church. That, let's just say it, that's a stupid church. All right. The, the, the reason behind this type of setup is God is important. All attention is given to God. You notice that the people stood up in verse five. Um, and when, when, when they opened the word, all the people stood up. They, why is that? They're giving respect to God. They read the Bible in front of everybody. So what, where's their attention going to? God himself. That's important. No distractions. All right, everybody. We're not going to open the Bible today. We're going to have a rock concert. Foolishness. What if it's uh, good Christian music all, all, all Sunday long? I think that's wrong. The Bible says, how shall they hear without a preacher? Not how shall they hear without the music? We need to preach the word of God. Amen. Uh, and uh, I think worship music should be a part of every service. But if that's all you're doing, you're wasting your time. Uh, Jesus, our God, the supreme creator of the universe, preached the same way. Jesus preached the words of God. Go with me to Luke chapter 4 really quick. And look how Jesus preached. Jesus was the greatest preacher on this planet before he ascended up into heaven to sit on the right hand of God the Father. In 17, it says, And there were delivered unto him the book, oh, no, no, 16, of Luke 4. And he came to Nazareth, where he had been brought up. And as his custom was, we ought not to be missing church, everybody. He went into the synagogue, and on the Sabbath day stood up for to read. What was he reading? He wasn't reading a magazine. He was reading the words of God. Now, he is God. John 1030, I am the Father of one. And there was delivered unto him the book of the prophet Isaiah, the book of Isaiah. And when he had opened the book, he found the place wherein it was written. And he read from the scripture. If Jesus does this, if Jesus did this, who are we who are supposed to be called to the pastorate to get up there and just goof off and not preach from the word of God? You know, everything else should be secondary. Preaching the word of God in church should be paramount because of who the author is, God. We must give our full attention to God. Nothing must take that place. Some of these churches, they have 50 stinking songs coming out and then only seven minutes of preaching, 15 minutes of preaching. Come on now. We, man, we should have 55 minutes of preaching and, 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 and you know, one or two songs that, that, are, that are good, amen, and, and pray like these people did and worship the Lord. All right. Jesus preached the word of God. All right, Luke 4, 17. The word of God saves. I, I just mentioned a few verses here and how important the word of God is. So then faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. That's Romans 10, 17. Look, they can only be saved by believing the word of God. They believe and then they call. They believe and then they call. Romans 10, 17. So faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Once they believe, which is the faith part, believe that Jesus is the only way to heaven. John 14, 6 says about Jesus, I am the way, the truth, the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. Once they believe that, they call on his name to be saved. Romans 10, 13. Uh, man, I forgot the verse I read. Romans 10, 13. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Look, you want people to get saved? You preach the Bible, God's words. God's words. You know, all these nutcases out there. Eh, eh, the Bible is not an idol. You idiot. Let, let me give you a verse about that. L look what God said about the word of God. 
The word is important. Psalm 138 verse 2. He, this is what God said. I will worship to... to uh, hold on, hold on. That, that, uh, let, let me turn there real quick before I mess it up. Oh, God help me. Romans 138. Oh, I love this verse. Verse 2. I will worship toward the thy holy temple and praise thy name for thy loving kindness and for thy truth. For thou hast magnified thy word above all thy name. Amen. By thy name. God magnified the word above his name. So next time you say the Bible is just a bunch of pages and it's not God. You you read that. By the way, I thought Jesus was called the word and the word was with God. Amen. These are the words of God. Okay. It's important. We ought to read it. We have to give attention to it. We must rise up early every day and read it. Read it several times a day. Much as much as possible. If your job doesn't allow it, wake up very early and read the living daylights out of the Bible before you go into work. If you have a lunch break, I hope you do. Read it on your lunch break. Before bed, you should read it again. Matthew 4, 4. Let's turn there. Look, look how God, look at what God said about his own word. And without this Bible, we, wouldn't have, we would not have any direction, especially the founding of this country. The, the, the Bible really helped influence a lot of the laws of this country, even though the atheistic liberals and some of the Republicans who call themselves conservative uh, don't want to admit it. This Bible is, it was very influential in making of this country. Matthew 4, 4, it says, But he answered, that's Jesus, and said, It is written, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. Don't change a thing. Don't change a stinking thing. Let me tell you something. This, this Bible is so precious to us. Oh, man, I love reading it. I, I get excited about this book. When we go to church, let's not think we have to, in order for us to get a huge crowd to do nonsense, ha have singing all day long like it's some stinking concert, dim the lights, you can't barely, I've been into churches, I'm like, bro, I can't, can we, can we have some more light in here? I can't see the precious words of God. Okay, let's, let's turn the, let's, let's, let, let's get some light in here. We ought not, you know, we ought not, I'm not trying to sound like some of these other preachers that, that, that are saying the same thing, but I agree with them. Some of these churches look like nightclubs. I, I, I have really good eyesight. I really do. But I love it when the church is bright. Like my church, we have a good lighting system in there, praise God. And, and, and so that way when I read the Bible, I could see it. I don't want to dim. This is not a Chinese restaurant when they dim the lights or the, cheese, the cheesecake factory. You can't see in there actually. Okay, we no distractions. We have to pay attention to Every word of God, preach it, teach it, teach it to our kids when we when we wake up, when we sit down, everything. Don't change the thing. Don't put the drums in it. Don't, man. I heard Pastor Fugate say that uh, some churches use the bus to just put candy on the bus and go into neighborhoods and give it to people. That's nonsense. Use the buses to get people into church so they can hear God's word being preached and taught, so people can get saved. That's what God has laid on my heart today. Don't change a thing. I hope this was encouraging to you as it was to me. Amen. The Lord, thank you for blessing us today with Nehemiah. I love these passages. It really motivates me.
It really does. It motivates me that uh, there's a group of people in this passage that have reverence for your word. And we can relate to that. The listeners can relate to that. They go to churches that uh, do it the same way. They don't change. They they hear your word. And, we, and I pray for those churches as well as my churches, uh, my church, that we don't change. All of us. Thank you, God, for being our God and saving us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.